sponsored by Amazon. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels. It is Thursday, September 7th. Here is what's driving the day. First, in a short court filing, huge implications, federal prosecutors gave themselves a deadline telling us all that by September 29th, they will have indicted Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden. The charges are likely related to Biden's gun purchase in October of 2018. We have talked over and over and over again on this podcast and in playbook about the ins and outs of this case. We won't get into that, but I will say just really quickly, the most obvious is that the timing of this is going to be huge headaches for both the president, his administration, and then also his campaign. We also have a buzzy, buzzy piece from our boy Jay Mart on Nancy Pelosi's future. He's got a lot of time with the former Speaker of the House. And I want to read, which I, we never do at this podcast, but read the first sentence to give you a little teaser of um, the juicy and interesting writing and fun stuff that you can expect here. Speaker Emerita Nancy Pelosi was riding through Chinatown here last month when she seemed to make the case for why she should run again and extend her emerita status another term. I mean, come on, that's great. Come for that sentence and then stay for all the other juicy things that J-Mart has in store in, in that article. Very, very good read today. Unless he contracted COVID from his wife, President Joe Biden will be getting on a plane and heading to India for the G20 and then moving on to Vietnam for meetings there. The trip largely is about countering China, though the administration, if you ask them on the record, um, will say it's not about countering China, which is what they always say when they are countering China. Joining me to discuss what we can expect from the upcoming G20 conference, the trip in Vietnam, is our national security reporter, Alex Ward. He is the perfect person to talk about this. He's also the author of the forthcoming book, The Internationalists, The Fight to Restore American Foreign Policy After Trump. Good morning, Alex. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. Now, you are going to be packing soon because you are going to be headed to India when Biden's there for the G20. Talk to me a little bit about how big a deal this is. Biden loves these trips. They're probably what he looks most forward to. The foreign policy is a place where he feels much more comfortable and confident. Um, and they seem to go better for him. So talk to me about the stakes. It is a big deal and it isn't. The, it, it isn't in the sense that there are G20s all the time. So it's not like this is a sort of a special arrangement. But the timing of this one and the location of this one is what makes it really interesting. So the location is it's in India, right? Um, Narendra Modi is the prime minister. He has been overseeing India's democratic backsliding. But he also is the counterweight that America is looking for to China, and it also is, let's say, a conduit to developing countries around the world. And so Biden is going there to make the pitch of, hey, developing countries, a lot of you are reliant on China, but they have predatory lending practices and they are not a reliable partner. In fact, their economy is not doing too hot right now. So come to America. Come work with us instead. Let us be your partner of choice. Our economy is doing fine. Look, like, look how we've recovered after COVID. And on top of that, it's better to work in these multilateral institutions that the United States helped develop, like the World Bank and IMF. So it is, the, America is a safer, better bet. 
So that's the pitch he's going to make, and it stem and it all fits into Biden's large two larger narratives of one Bidenomics. Yes, this is Bidenomics gone global, <laughs> and God, and two, it is like you know Biden is saying that America's back. We work with allies, and also democracies are better than than autocracies. So it it, it like it's all of a moment. It's like a complicated pitch. It sounds difficult. What are the things Biden wants to leave with as as you know the White House often puts it when we talk to them the deliverables is it is it something where they feel like they need to leave with something to show for it, or is it really just like a show of force a PR thing? I think a couple of things one, the optics of India and the u s are one right Modi and Biden getting closer together when Xi Jinping is missing two. G20 countries as much as possible condemning Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Three, at least a framework commitment on how to reform multilateral institutions like the World Bank and and International Monetary Fund to better serve the needs of the developing uh, world. But at the end of the day, the G20 is kind of, okay, we're going to meet about stuff. And we're going to coordinate on stuff. And it's, you know, the world's biggest economies and most powerful players making sure they're coordinated on some pretty important issues. Now, the wild card at the G20 is, let's say, Biden does end up, in fact, meeting with MBS. And somewhere in that meeting, they say, oh, well, yes, this normalization deal with Israel is going to happen. We're just working at the final sticking points. Then whatever happens to the G20 is blown out of the water. Like, then that becomes the new, right? So this is sort of on the sidelines of the G20 stuff and all what it means for China and all what it means for global economics and all what it means for development, there Biden may be striking his most probably history-making deal. And that could, again, become the big story, which means all of us traveling there to India uh, are going <laughs> to be writing about the Middle East. Yeah. Well, Alex, thank you so much. Lots of information. I'm going to let you go and go get packed so you can get going. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time and have a safe trip, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And for your schedule today, the Senate is in the House. Surprise, they're still out. I'm Eugene Daniels. Thanks for listening. All employees should have the opportunity and tools to grow their careers, regardless of where they start. That's why Amazon offers a range of free training programs from machine learning to UX design developed to help employees move into higher-paying roles within Amazon. Learn more at aboutamazon.com.